All right, we're recording? Yep. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. I just have a quick question. Jason, How many? what was our goal for the Leafs to put up in terms of points coming into this episode? Do you remember? Was it five or six? Four to four? It was baseline four baseline four goal was six. Yeah. How many points did they put up? Eight. Eight. Oh, yeah. An astounding eight points. Minnesota Wild game. That was on actually the New Jersey game and the Minnesota Wild game were very close to start off the week there. But that Pittsburgh game was kind of a shit kicking. And a then shellacking. A shellacking. It's a good word for it. And then the Detroit game, I mean, the the margin was pretty wide for most of the game. You could still even if Detroit did play them kind of closely, I would say. I don't know. It was It but, was, but like we'll get to that later. Definitely like a score effect kind of game more than anything. Yeah, I suppose you can say that too. So, as always, getting saying this one pretty late, but as always, joined by Josh and Jason. Yep, yep, yep. Great week. It feels. It good. feels fun to watch some of these games again. I don't know if anyone else is getting this feeling, but it does. They're finally scoring again, which is something that I mean, before this game, like they weren't really putting the puck in the net all that much, even though they're supposed to be the high flying Leafs. They have no defense. They're all offense and. I think they put up the stat last night that the Leafs have given up three or less in 16 games, 17 games now, right? And we're a quarter, through the way, uh, quarter of the way through the season. That number's not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad, not at, not all. bad at all. So let's get into it. Um, to start off the week, New Jersey, I mean, that game was crazy. Kind of sucks talking about it now because it was actually such a wild game. But it's been dated now. The three disallowed goals. Um, I think we're all in agreement. Those were all no goals. Like the only one that was arguable is the first one, probably. I wouldn't even say so. He then, was in the crease. He hit. Yeah. Him. No, yeah, I agree. I, I feel but like, the other two were like clear to me. Yeah. yeah. The second one, Tatar has a clear lane to go around Matt Murray. He takes the inside lane between the net and the goalie and bumps him. It's obvious. Yeah. And the third one, he just kicked in the net. Like. Yeah. It's yeah. always fun listening to other fan bases though talk about the rule book after they've been wronged kind of thing or quote unquote wronged by the rule book because the takes that come out of that are insane. There was a guy that I was in the weeds with that was just making up rules. Making up. He sent a picture of the NHL rule book claiming he had to study it for something, which I was like, oh, this guy's legit. Then he just started making stuff up. Yeah. Like, yes, this is the NHL rule book. However, you're not reading it correct. <laughs> it's up, it is upside down, sir. He's using duh rules from, duh, uh, duh. from fairly odd parents. <laughs> <laughs> What a reference. But anyways, there that that game, I mean, the Leafs were heavily out. Leafs were heavily outshot in, not heavily, but in three out of the four games, I want to say. Uh, yeah, I, like Jason said, like the Detroit game, they were just kind of throwing as many pucks on net as possible once yes. the game was out of hand. And uh, the Devils are good. M- wild game again. The Leafs went up. Yeah, that one was close, though. Like That was a close game. Again, and the Wild are a big, like... Uh, I, I don't want to say they that played. One, they, they got some good chances. I, they didn't get the yeah. goaltending. I don't want to say they played two back-to-back road games against teams that have the most favorable home scoring, but oh, that's yeah. what they did. No, they did for sure. The Devils, actually, the Devils is getting a little ridiculous watching them. It was funny. We were just watching the game, and then just the scorekeeper would go, what, two, three, three extra shots. Nothing would happen. Oh, it's insane. <laughs> it's and I'm not, I'm not discrediting the Devils the wild, are really, really good. The Wild good. 100% did that, too. The Wild did that. The Wild 1,000. There was like five shots on net I counted, and it was like 20 shots total. It's crazy. Where? Where did all of this come from? <laughs> Remember to be skeptical of this data, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though we reference it all the time. Exactly. Yeah. The Detroit one. I mean, Red Wings won it as well. That was 
That's very true. But yeah, in each of these games, I mean, like, yes, as we mentioned, they were outshot, but like once you go up, like, and you play that shutdown defense, you know what? The Leafs did a great job of that. Like, how many, they didn't really, they didn't blow any leads. They gave up one or two goals when they were leading, but like when you're leading the entire game by multiple goals and you give up one, one, fine. I'll live with that. No problem at all. They didn't give up the second one, so there we are. They the the team defense has been good this year. Yes. And I think this this is the four game stretch where people kind of noticed. Again, not like their yep. defense core is good. No, it's not right now. Not like they have uh sorry, they have been getting really good goaltending as well. But even in games where they haven't, where Shalgren's been in, you've pointed out a lot of the time the defense has been really good in those yeah. games. Even it looks like the forwards are playing. Oh, that's that's game. what it really is. It's the I think the, the forwards are doing a lot better. I think the centers are playing a lot higher in the zone. They're not getting burned where it's three on twos, two on ones. It's a lot. The neutral zone is a lot more controlled, and you're seeing a lot of strips from Matthews, Marner, uh, Tavares. A lot from Tavares. He's been very a lot better defensively. I've noticed this year. You're getting all those strips high in the zone as well, and then the puck goes back the other way. And on top of that, like you look at all the shot volume from Detroit last night. Like I was going through some of the saves from Murray. Like there wasn't too many where it was like massive breakaway save, massive save here, massive save there. Like if anything, it was the uh, the wild game he had to make the biggest saves. There was a few he made. Like Kerfoot misses the puck at the blue line breakaway, he makes a huge save there. Huge save on Kirill Kaprizov in the in the dying seconds of the game. There was a couple other ones in there too. Like he only had an eight ninety three save percentage in that one, but he played fantastic. I thought in that game. But yeah, well, uh, the other thing I was going to say is with our current bottom six construction, how many bad defensive players are in our forward group? Not in the not bottom six. In the bottom six, it's almost unless Robertson's playing or, or Malgin. maybe Malgin. But Malgin's kind of he's been filled better. that role he's really well. He's he's yes. okay. There, were, I can think of a couple of plays that he let that led to goals because he was kind of out of position or not doing but, the right things. But it, that maybe that comes with time. But right recently? now, it's it's not re- well, not recently. It's Eng- okay. Engvall, Holmberg, yeah. and Kerfoot. All three of those guys are resp- Holmberg, responsible. Holmberg, Sheldon Keith loves them. I don't know, but he was com- very complimentary of him. Yeah. Again, it's too early to kind of break down his game but it's it's fair to say he does a good job of playing through the middle of the ice and supporting defensively obviously david camp is one of the better defensive players in the league zach aston reese again one of the better metrically defensive players in the league no he's he's been good he's he's, so that's uh, five of your six are like their best attribute might be defensive yeah like adjacent playing and then reese has been much much better yeah he's been really good and then so really your only line that's kind of poor defensively metric wise before anyone gets upset is Matthews Nylander bunting. That's the only line. Cause even Tavares, like you said, he's done a much better job in his own zone. He's been much stronger on the puck. And again, it helps when he has, you know, Marner is on his wing and they can transport the puck a lot easier. Yeah. So I think that's what, like you said, that's contributing Their Their forwards are playing really sound defense. Exactly. Do you have any numbers for us in terms of, the Matthews Matthews line for defense. Yeah, it's not. They're not that good. It is what it is. Like, <laughs> I, it's just uh, again, you you may watch and tell a different story. I'm not giving an eye test opinion. I'm giving a metric opinion. And yeah. the the three worst forwards in terms of evolving Wilds expected even strength uh, defensive contributions are mm-hmm. William Nylander's last, Bunting second last, Matthews third last. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're literally well, the bottom three. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, like if you With look two at- D, stri- sorry, sprinkled in the no. bottom five. Guess which two D they are. Morgan Riley? That's one, yeah. 
I, that's all I want. It's probably TJ Brody because no, he plays in no, the Long Island. No, I don't know. Way up there. Matt no, Callowell's the Matt Callowell. Okay, fair Matt Callowell? Yeah. I thought you'd have to have some games TJ Brody's number one. Okay. Which good. is almost more remarkable. Yes. If you think about it. Yes, because yeah. these I feel like these models, I, I, like I don't know exactly what goes into the pudding of the uh, model that is the Evolving Wild model, but it's hard to... It's hard to separate a player from who's on the ice. That's what I'm trying to say. What I would say about their model is I don't think they do the best job of creating an entire war number, but their individual raw numbers are pretty yes. bang on. True. Yeah, they look matches the eye test pretty yeah. well, yes. I would say. Piggybacking off of your point though about that second second first line, whatever whatever you want to call it, the Matthews line, uh, with bunting and Nylander, yeah. like in a hundred uh minutes of ice time, they're losing the Corsi battle, the Fenwick battle. And no, the they're getting smoked on spectacle battle. Yes. Possession but, battle. But they don't they have score. the possession. 6-1. Six, one. Six, they one. score, exactly. So plus yeah. five. So It's called shooting talent, baby. Yep. Oh, yeah. And they got two very good shooters on like, that line, too. Damn good shooters. And then so, one above average, maybe. Who? Yeah. Michael Bunting's okay. Nah, I wouldn't say. I, yeah. He's okay. I'll, I'll give you that one. But uh, in terms of games this weekend, I, like, the most impressive one to me from the last four has to be the Pittsburgh one. Like they, they made Pittsburgh look like a bottom feeder team. And Pittsburgh's in a playoff spot right now, believe it or not. Because I I had to be reminded several times that they were on a five game win streak before that game. Because they looked terrible. They looked horrendous. The Leaf the Leafs dog walked them from start to finish. I think Eric Schalgren had he did, he did a decent job, but he didn't have to do too too much in that game. No. Uh, I, I don't think Pittsburgh's very good. No, not really. But, but they're definitely better than what the Leafs did to them on oh, Saturday. I mean, that's for sure. The funny thing was the Leafs went up and then they just kept pounding them. Yeah. <laughs> like, like through the, I felt like through the neutral zone, their centers are not defensively responsible at all. It was a three on two the other way every single time. And it left the winger open on the other side. Yeah. What's another common thread of their centers though? If you think about it. Older. So and maybe slower. slower. Yeah. Yeah, you pointed something out to me before yesterday's game, uh, the Sidney Crosby after the first goal. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I don't if know. that was Toronto, that would have been talking. He about was no he end. was kicking the bench over and over again. After. So what happened? <laughs> Matthew saw that. Come, yeah, yeah, came yeah, through yeah, the yeah. neutral zone. He picked up the puck. Sidney Crosby went off for a change, and he went off slowly. Yeah, for it a was change. a horrible change. Matthews just quick turnaround, upped it to Marner. Marner deked the deked the pants off of Casey DeSmith, and then. Sidney Crosby was kicking the bench. Like, imagine a gif of a child kicking and screaming. That's exactly what And he then he doing. had to go to the dressing room. Yeah. Do you think maybe he kicked off the, stakes, the skate blade? May, I don't know. Apparently, he was hurt. All right. But <laughs> it's just funny because when one of our players had a similar, I would say much less understated incident because he left the bench to show his frustration. Well, maybe that's worse. I don't know. It's like you got to do your Toronto media yeah. Pythagorean theorem on what's but also, good or I bad. But also, I mean, Sidney Crosby is three cups 100 percent, two gold medals for sure no no doubt i'm just i i guarantee if it was in toronto still that would still yeah. be a story yeah. but also again i don't mind him showing frustration he made a mistake instead of you know zach wilsoning it like Ooh. blaming someone else he was pissed at himself so good for him <laughs> yeah but and on top of that in that game uh the power play no power play goals in that one but i feel like that's where the power play started to get momentum uh and then Finally, we actually were able to get a goal. The Leafs were able to get one in Detroit there. Um, we'll get into that in the defense talk more so because I have a couple points there that I want to touch on specific to the defense. But in terms of these games, I mean, it was another good stretch for the goaltending, another good stretch for Matt Murray, I would say specifically. He's been a 
mo- like a, a rock back there. Everything they've thrown, like in multiple ways too. Off the rush, he's been good. He's been. I criticized him for his off the rush play before. I haven't seen a goal off the rush really. I mean, one was a rebound last night. I wouldn't call that off the rush real as much though. Uh, I haven't seen a goal though off the rush. He's looked fantastic. I mean, the only thing that people are talking about negatively about Matt Murray right now is that he kicks the post off. <laughs> but like, what are you supposed to do? You, you you have to push off the post, and if yeah. the post comes off while you're pushing it. So I have a question about Matt Murray. Can we? dive into the Matt Murray or are you, you yeah let's that? I finish to, to finish off the, yeah. these games I mean it just looked like a better it looked like a, a very sound team effort there was some gaffes still from the Leafs defensively I think there was a couple games where they could have managed the puck a little bit better defensively but I think the biggest thing and why that they weren't killed by that is because Giordano and Hole were solid let's give Hall some credit Hole. he's played really really well he has blocking a lot of shots He's the weirdest player I've ever seen in my life. He's yeah. Not, yeah, he's yeah, he's just milk toast. It's the best way to describe him. He does a good job at just, keeping players to yeah. the outside. Yeah. Which is good. Like when he does have his feet under him, off the rush and defending, he does a good job of blocking shots and keeping players to the outside. It's just he is also he, he is just in hole and he is prone for to, you know, give Jake away Gardner the puck. Plays. Yeah. yeah, give away the puck from his own end. <laughs> also like he is pretty good as a penalty killer. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's six been three and more than willing to block shots. Yeah. It's been amazing. It's the, been the very thing about good. Justin Hall is again, if Justin Hall is just net neutral at even strength. Yeah. It's that's solid. It's a win. He's right. only makes like, again, we, we mil, talk a yeah. lot about him. He only makes two mil. It's not like, no, but somehow again, I do think it probably is a confidence thing. Like right now he's playing top pairing minutes. It's almost yeah. like, Hey, if I mess up against Sidney Crosby, like, Oh, Oh, well, Right. Yeah. Instead of before, he's bottom pairing, sheltered. I don't know. Sometimes it works like that, right? Yeah, maybe. A little human element. I like that. Yeah. But he's de- also Mark Giordano. It's like he's been a monster. people are talking MVP of the early season. He has to be one of the Leafs MVPs for sure. He's, he was yeah. down for a little, a little while, like that LA road trip. He didn't have the best LA road trip there, but I he's mean, early soaring. in the season, he played very well. And I mean, What's he got? Two points in his last two games. The last two primary assists. I, I don't know. It's again. It's hard for me to remember how many games, but basically since TJ Brody's gone out, I would say. Oh yes. He's been very, very good. Yes. To a point where it almost wants me to, which we were kind of saying earlier in the season. Like I want him to get more minutes in the playoffs too. Oh, like, in the playoffs. By the playoffs, yeah. yeah you got to make sure. No, but last year he was again eighteen, nineteen yeah. to 18, twenty. 19. But like he might be twenty two, twenty three in the playoffs. Yeah, if I remember correctly, he started off lower, and then as the playoffs went on it was almost like everyone was playing it like well, about no, 20 a, minutes and then was, morgan was there was an overtime game that really skewed it okay numbers. true yeah. true didn't think about that but yeah he's been he's been awesome thank god we 800k 800k for mark giordano right now biggest lift we called it first oh, by the way we were talking about this like back in one year ago today like well, almost yeah almost a year ago today trade giordano. targets on the who the should get I, and hey i mean i wasn't <laughs> yeah, you were. You me. were. No, I, I said, I said he wasn't coming. No, you said he was coming until you heard someone say he wasn't coming. Oh, yeah. Which probably at the point you heard that was most likely true. Yeah. Yeah. And then things change. That's true, too. That happens. But anyways, uh, let's move on to what did you want to get the into? The goalie. The goaltending. So correct me if I'm wrong. How much is Matt Murray practicing right now? In a lot of load management. He did not practice. Today. Right. Or he, quick goaltending session. So, level of concern over 
Matt Murray potential durability while balanced with how well he's playing right now, while also balanced with Ilya Samsonov coming back off injury. Go answer that that puzzle for us right now. Because Matt hey, Murray injury concern. As we said, if you're a starting goalie in the NHL playoffs, you need to play. If you want to go to the Cup final, you're playing between 25 and 28. 22 to 25 games. 22 to five. yeah, 22 to 25 games in 60 days. Yeah, maybe less, maybe 55 days. <laughs> so that's actually a really good point. Level of concern. I mean, you got to think of it. It's a long regular season. The Raptors did get Kawhi to go and play a full full playoffs, right? Absolutely. Um, but this is not Kawhi Leonard. This is Matt Murray, and I mean, we were paid a third and a seventh to take him on for a reason. Uh, largely health-based because he was always injured in Ottawa, it seems like. So, obviously, no matter what, even if he was, uh, if I didn't hear, oh, they're load-managing him, I'd be concerned about, like, injuries. You can't yeah. take that out of the back of your head. Like, I, I know it sounds pessimistic. They're on a run. He's playing amazing. Like, I'll look it up later, but has his, have his odds for the Vesna gone up at all? He was plus 10,000 before. I wonder I if they've know. gone. I, I, I assume they've they probably have gone up gotten a better. Bit. I wonder. I would assume so. But, I mean, like at the end of the day, like I can't like boast too, 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 too confidently because I mean he's already been injured once this year, and he's an injury-prone goaltender. But the good news is we have Ilya Samsonov as well, and he's coming out off of injury. Seems like they've taken their time with him, and so we have both of those and the the. the Defensive structure is playing soundly as well. So, I mean, we get Brody back. It's only going to be better. And he seems like he's the next one to come back. I don't know, I think in a week or so, but we'll see. That's great. That's good news that he's coming back. Like, what's what's always surprising to me is, or not always, what's funny to me, I guess, is before the season started, we talked about how many games played each goalie would get. Mm-hmm. And we talked about like backup plus Shalgren. Yeah. And I think we put it at like 12 to 15 games. Yeah. Shalgren's played how many games? 10. It's He's crazy. 10 games. He's played 10 oh, games so far this year. Yeah. I didn't um, budget. My my uh, my model didn't budget for both goalies. Both goalies at the same games. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but despite that fact, again, we're still second in, in the division, two points behind, or sorry, three points behind Boston. Like, no, they've played very well. They, they're good. It's very, it's, the, like, Encourage the goalies, especially. I said this to Joey yesterday. He disagreed. I even think Eric Schalgren has contributed more than he did last year. He disagreed. Yeah, but well, that was what I, I still disagree. <laughs> That's what I thought. Like the mistakes I see from him, it's still. I still don't. Okay, he's not a good goalie in my opinion. He's not an NHL goalie no. clearly, but I'm just saying from last year to this year, just feels a little better. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean it, it is easier for him. Like that that Pittsburgh game. Like when you simplify the game for him, like they. they you didn't give, like Malkin. You gave a good look, but then Mete got his stick on it, and it was like a flub shot on net. Like when you give him looks like that, yeah, sure. Like I'd hope he'd look good in that those situations, but like you give him a, a game like the Islanders, and he still finds a way to to mess up in the dying minutes of the game, and then they end up losing. It's like, damn. Like I still see the same old mistakes from Eric Schalgren. He's still the same old goalie to me. I don't think he's like uh, an ECHL talent like some of Leafs Nation seems to think when things aren't going well, but he's a third goaltender. Like, you have to temper. You have to. That's all I have to say. That's my evaluation. I think he's, he's been a good third goaltender. goalie. That's what yeah, I, that's my that's what, I, Yeah. It's been exactly it's what been we needed. A, he's been a third goaltender to yeah. me. I don't know. Yeah. 
No, again, I'm not. I don't want to be the guy standing for Eric Schalger. No offense. I'm sure he's a nice, nice dude. Yeah. How are his numbers nice looking compared to last year? It's crazy. Is he's been a part of the four overtime, four of the how six overtime games we've been a part of. So which games he lost to? Well, so Matt Murray lost to the Devils. Yeah. He lost to the Islanders. He lost to the Sharks. He lost to the Ducks in overtime. And I think that's it. Four. Was that four? Yeah. Devils, uh, Islanders, Sharks, Ducks. We didn't lose to the Devils. Oh. We've lost five, though. Who? who, who was it the, the Islanders game that he gave the puck away? Yes. yes. I thought that was the Devils game. Okay. Um, um, sharks. There's one more in here. I can't remember which one. Golden Knights. He uh, lost in overtime to the Golden Knights. Interesting. I remember that. That was his best game. And he only got 20 shots and he gave up four goals. It's kind of funny. But that's hockey for you. Yeah. Right. Um, shall we get into a little bit of the defense? Yeah. Let's talk about the defense. Joe, let's talk about Joe's controversial Twitter take from yesterday, apparently. No, it wasn't that. Well, I think someone just took it like. With Twitter, because you're writing words down, like people can interpret it a thousand different ways. And someone thought maybe I was a little bit too hard on Metan Hollowell. It wasn't like they, they told me I'm an idiot. They were just like, hey, like, there are six best defensemen. I'm like, well, like, they're eight and nine on the depth chart coming into this year. And I don't know. My my big thing with Hollowell and Mete, going aside from the, the cesspool that is Twitter, my big thing about... Mete and Hollowell is that they're just way too small and Hollowell is not good enough defensively for them to be paired together. Like you saw last, last game, Detroit had home, uh, home ice. So they had last change. They were able to take advantage of this and put, who do they have out there? Rasmussen. I want to say Adam Ernie was out there. Who's some of the Kuba leak was another big guy that they had out there. Like they, they put the big boys against Hollowell Mete on purpose because they would just sit them in front of the net, and five nine Mac Hollowell had to try to move six foot four Michael Rasmussen, and they just got mismatched. And as a result, neither Mete or Hollowell were able to break up the rush or the cycles at all, and so they just got buried in their own zone. I want to say a good five times, and it resulted. I mean, the expected goals, both of them were under thirty percent in this game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the other thing is, do you think maybe we noticed it more because the lead was so wide that they probably played a little more than maybe they were intended to play? Possibly, yeah. I think Mete did a good job at times, like trying to skate down the puck. He was using his his speed a little bit, but then again, like he was a large reason why the first goal went in. Mm-hmm. It was a, a bad pinch by him. So we'll see how he does with with Connor Timmins now, yeah. who's drawing in. So how how do you think he'll pair with Connor Timmins? Uh, pretty good just because like Timmons has a longer reach. He's six two. He's not physical, I would say. I didn't I, I got a not the best best look at him, but I, from what I saw he's he's not that physical. More of like a a good passer. Um like good at moving the puck up the ice via passing. He's not as fast as what I kinda remembered, but the last time I watched him was five years ago, so that's gonna happen, right? <laughs> but not the fastest of players, but I think a good shooter from the blue line, um, pretty good passer, some offensive instinct in there, like you know, steady defenseman. But my major concern with Connor Timmons is look at the games played numbers from the last two seasons. He's barely played at all because of injuries. 
Mm-hmm. And when you have a guy that's, you know, you're 22 and 23 year old year, you're still developing and you, you just don't play at all. It, it's kind of tough. So I, he's, he's going to be in a tough spot. I'm not going to mm-hmm. sugarcoat it. Even if he is playing 13 minutes a game. Yeah. I'm still excited to see him play though, even yeah, though I wasn't sure. like the most excited about the trade. Um, because like I would have been much yeah. more excited if he was able to go to the AHL, like Play develop, some games. Yeah. get some games in, and then we'll see from there. But however, they kind of traded for him when they really, really just needed bodies. Yeah. So yeah, and I feel like that's probably the int- like not entire motivation, but majority yeah. of the motivation, not the fact that he played for the Sioux Greyhounds. Yeah. <laughs> But um, he did. One, yeah. One greyhound in, one greyhound out. I'm excited yeah. to see him play though because he's in a spot where it's like I feel like if he doesn't like do it with the Leafs, he'd probably never do it ever, right? Like I don't know who would like think people would still be willing to take a chance on him if yeah. he doesn't look good in the NHL. Yeah, like Ottawa. Are you fair. Me? Yeah, fair I enough. I think Ottawa would be more than willing to to take a chance. What did the Leafs him? say about Nicholas Abe Kubel when they signed him? Do you remember? About. The, like his player have replacement. N- no, but before that, his junior stats, remember? Oh yeah. yeah his junior and Connor stats. Timmons, as I'm looking at your screen, has a really good junior stats. So those, those, those things like they resonate with people like those guys and the guys who are picked higher. There's, they are given more chances. That's he just was how it works. for Darcy Kemper. That's true. He was in the Darcy Kemper. He was in the Darcy Kemper. Value. Value. It's just, he got it. He didn't play that, yeah. that, that next year. Unfortunately, uh, I had a point and now I've forgotten it. I really don't know. I'm really stuck. That's about okay. Timmons, about Kemper, yeah, it was about, about Mac Hollowell. Oh, Mac Hollowell. That's what it was. Um, I did not like him last game at all, and I didn't like him against Pittsburgh. Yeah. And like the the assist that he got, like there was two plays where he moved the puck up the ice, and they both resulted in chances. If you watch both of the plays back, he literally like one of them he was behind the net and he just sent it into the neutral zone, and both Detroit players missed the puck. And then the assist, Mort Sider was just out of position, and then Michael Bunting was able to get behind him. I mean, if the Detroit Red Wings were playing the neutral zone properly and they played the puck properly, both of those pucks are just going right back into the Leafs zone. Like, I don't think he really – he didn't skate the puck up that well. He didn't do anything offensively, I don't think. Defensively, he was a ghost. Like, I don't know. It was kind of – but then again, he was not put in the best spot. Like, usually Leafs third-pairing defenseman – if you're on the right side, who are you getting paired with? Mark Gio. Mark Giordano. Who isn't what a guy to be to excel in a good pairing with. But you're with Victor Mete, who is also same build as you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's 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 tougher for you to play your role and play to your specialty. The other thing is like he just he maybe he's not ready or maybe he's just not shouldn't yeah. be in that spot, essentially, right? Like, yeah, I would say so too. Give him some time at the Marlies. But I, I, I think it's worth, like, I think people value him as a prospect. So. I mean, prospect. He's, when, he's 24. When you That's say, what I'm saying. <laughs> when you say people, you Like, mean, just people on Twitter. Yeah, okay. Yeah, why not? So I mean, it's, 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 it's at least good to get a, to get like, a look. Yeah. 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 If you don't give him a look now, when, when are, are you going to give exactly. him a look, right? So. And if he didn't work in third-pairing minutes, maybe he's, oh, well, that's okay. That at least they, he got a they look. They actually did that with Christian Rubens last year. Yes. Called him up, gave him a look. Didn't qualify him at the end of the year, right? Even though they were kind of missing his archetype of player. So that is a good point. Call him up. Give him a look. He doesn't work. Okay. It is what it is. Oh, well. Have I feel like I remember on. him being not that bad. Last Christian year. Rubens. He had one game. Did he play against Boston? I forget which. There was one game he got. He had a couple of gaffes defensively. Okay. But like, okay. 
he's a big defensive defenseman. He was playing third pairing minutes. Like, what have we said about players in easier roles excelling defensively? Yeah. Like, okay, sure. True. <laughs> there Very are a true. lot of guys that can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So, overall with the defense, um, we haven't talked about Sandy and Lilgren. I don't know how. Look much better. They look a lot better. It's yeah. almost like if you give those guys more minutes, they just, with the, with their pedigree and their ability, they just yeah. almost step up. Well, last We've year we it. were saying that more minutes. Uh, actually, he's going to swing this back on me. Ready? Yeah. With more minutes last year, we were concerned. Oh, you know, Lilligren didn't look good playing on the first pair with Morgan Riley. Do I have to say anything? How much better has this team looked without? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. No, no, no. But um, but it's true, right? Last year we thought sometimes Lilligren was when playing more minutes was put in a. Well, yeah, it was, he was put with Muzzin, who wasn't playing. Muzzin wasn't playing that well at that time, and then he was put with. Morgan Riley, and it was just a disaster defensively. Like pucks were, pucks were flying all over the offensive zone. Like no, or sorry, the defensive zone. Like no tomorrow, and then it all accumulated with that uh, Buffalo Winter Classic where he got sat. But then, funny thing was, then they put them back together and they had a great game together. So kind of funny. I'm surprised more people aren't talking about Timothy Lilligren. Yeah, well, I, I, I think, think he's playing some people. Uh, I think fantastic, like fantastic. Like you are getting your gaffes from. Sandine, but that's what you're going to get from a smaller offensive defenseman. I still think overall Sandine's been good, but the big thing, and you're actually to your point, Josh, the reason that Sandine's been able to be like do his thing is because Timothy Logan's been a rock back there. He's been very solid. And you didn't see too many times where they were hemmed in their own zone or like the big thing with Logan last year was it his ability to recover the puck and move it up the ice. I haven't seen much of an issue with that this year. Yeah, no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I so, agree with that. I think that's that's a very good improvement and yep. overall like it's very encouraging. I know it's small sample size, but it's encouraging to see him play top 4 minutes and and be pretty good at it. It's al- it's becoming a larger sample size now because if I remember correctly the last 20ish games uh, which is going to part of the reason why I think some people aren't at, talking about Timothy Lilligren as much because I think the last 20 games of the last season painted like a really nice picture in your mind of Timothy Logan. I thought he excelled in those last couple of games. And I think that's kind of people's lasting impression of him. He played with Mark Giordano. Yeah. And I think that's, that's like their, what they expect him to be. But like the fact that he's doing an elevated minutes is, Mm -hmm. is massive. Yeah. It's massive. And I'm excited to see those two guys play together. They played together in, uh, in the AHL together. Like they should work. Right. So like if they can log like top four minutes in the meantime against other teams, top six players, like, Let's freaking do it. Yeah. Over the last, what's it got here? Five games, he has played over 20 minutes in four of them. And the one that he didn't, it was 1904. So, very encouraging. And, like, very encouraging. And he's been a plus in all of those games. For, yeah, I think, for what that is. I think long term, he's definitely looking yeah, like he could be a top four defenseman in the NHL, yeah. for sure. Looking good that he took that bridge. Yeah. And maybe even in, like, a, a smaller less physical version of what TJ Brody can do, where he can like yeah. be helpful to a guy, to another top four. I think Lilgren's more aggressive physically than Brody. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Maybe yeah. just smaller, not as good of a stick. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It's smaller. Yes. You're correct on that, but it's kind of thick though. He's not really, he's like shorter. Yeah, I, I, but I would wider. say he's about, you think Lilgren? Oh, it's kind of wide. He check looks the, wide. Uh, Let's check the listing. If you just look at it, they just lie on these. That's a hundred percent. Sandine looks. Brody is six one one eighty five. Lilligren is six foot one ninety five. So yeah, 
He's, he's thicker. He's thick. I didn't realize. Two Cs. 185. Wow. Anyways. So, overall with the defense, I mean, I think pretty happy with it. Not too, too many errors that's been going on. And it's been manageable. It's been solid. I mean, we even forgot to mention before last ep- or after last episode, Jordy Ben got injured too. Yeah. So. It, it shouldn't be going this well. Exactly. If you lose a $7.5 million defenseman, it really shouldn't. So. It shouldn't be yeah. seven and a half, five. And five and a half. And then on top of that, your seventh defenseman. Yeah. Just one point, final point on this note. Um, it's only been four games. Um, but I do want to say that in five on five minutes throughout the entire season, uh, Rasmus Sandin has the same amount of points as Morgan Riley. And with half the amount of minutes on the power play, he has half the amount of points as Morgan Riley. So okay. just something a little interesting. He also leads the team in hits by a lot. Sandin? Yeah, yeah he's guys. Well, great. It's gritty interesting guy. because it's not like he, like he lines them up pretty good and he gets a good step into them and he's a little like he's like a little bowling ball out there. So, when he hits guys, they feel it. Like, believe it or not, and he's probably only listed at 180 or so. He's 5'10", but he really throws a thud. Kind of similar to what like Maligan does as well. Yeah. Small. It's interesting cuz if you almost had it like it's so hard for us to pencil in Sandin and Lilligren while you also have Morgan Riley, right? Yeah. That's if true. you had a different archetype of a defense number one D man. Yeah. A little more two way, that kind of thing. But these guys are playing good, which is really, really good to see. Yeah. So encouraging signs. Exactly. So that's the, the defense right there. I mean, I guess we can talk about the forwards a little bit, uh, flying high. I mean, the, the top two lines, what's funny about the forwards right now, I'm trying to like organize my thoughts here. The Fords right now, like everyone's talking glowingly about them. Yeah. Marner, I'm hearing on the radio on overdrive, he's a top five heart candidate because he plays both ends. He's playing incredible. Tavares is back on track. Matthews is scoring again. Nylander scoring. Everyone's doing well. Michael Bunting even. At one point he was down in the lineup. He's doing well too. What was the thing that we criticized this forward lineup for at the beginning of the season? Before I didn't want to bring this up either, but depth scoring. Yeah. <laughs> What's how many goals have we been getting from the depth None. in these past None. like four games? But the difference is how many goals are you getting from your top four? A lot. Insane. Which is why again, <laughs> but that was said expected. This, I agree. <laughs> but that's the underlying issue behind this team, right? Like it's kind of funny because beginning of the year, like defensively the Leafs weren't bad. It's just you weren't getting enough goals. From who? The top line. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> it really just emphasizes the issue with the forward group. <sighs> I mean, it seems like I, I hate to, I can't put this in a more, a nicer way. Like the third line is just out there for a skate. I'm sorry. Like, a skate I can't, and not to get scored on. Like uh, that's their sure? goal. Their I mean, goal is definitely not to score. They're just out there. Yeah. They're just out there doing laps. They don't hit. They're just out there doing laps. Like, I understand Pontus Holberg has been good. And the reason that I think he's getting so much praise is that he was a sixth round pick not too long ago. He's come in and he's been, he's been fine. Like he's been suitable. He's filled that three C role amicably. Is that a, the right word? Can I say one thing though? You said this to me yesterday too. He's not the three C though. He's the four C. He's a, you know, he's a, they four listed C. the other way, but he's a, he's a four. Like C, last yeah. night, just looking at the numbers, Kerfoot, nine minutes, Engvall, nine minutes, Holmberg, eight minutes, how Aston many, Reese, 12, how many Malgin, David 12, Camp, David Camp, 13, but 20. To, to be fair, that's, yeah. five that's five. a five on five. Yeah, five that's five on five. that's, that's the Red Wings. Overall. 
Well, it should be more if it's the Red Wings game. They were up. They should play all their lines. Yeah. He played even. almost 17 minutes. Who, Camp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Camp has been playing a ton. I'm just saying yeah. five on five. Okay. Right? Yeah. So uh, deployment, that's the fourth line. Yeah. And, like, that's where it's like, oh, he's been great defensively. It's okay. He's not getting the toughest matchups. Like, how, how much can you praise a player for, oh, he's shutting down Josh Archibald? <laughs> like, you also have, I don't care. Like, five and a half million dollars on the wing on that line doing. Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. So that is also trying, kind of killing him, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then the the second he gets out, the, well, actually, his goal against New Jersey was with was a, a great play from Kerfoot. Yeah. He just stood there and the puck deflected off of him, but it was a nice goal. On the, yeah. It was a nice move on the breakaway there, the five and one. then a nice shot on uh, Casey DeSmith too. So he's got to give him his flat. Like yeah. he's been better than expected. And he's sure. come in nicely, and it is refreshing that he a. a a drafted blood, yeah. and developed prospect is coming into the lineup and showing life. However, like, like he's not a Selkie candidate. Ooh, I'd, oh, hey, I'd, 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 I'd tone it down a little bit. He's probably not even an, an NHL regular. Yeah, and if team. you go into the trade deadline and you can upgrade on that position, 1,000% you'd do it. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he's even playing as much as he is now in like a week or two. The, we'll see. In a week? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ooh. Who do you think takes a spot? We'll see. I have no idea. But yeah. trust me, I, the second that the big boys stop scoring, it's going to be the same the spotlight issues will be on hundred percent. As we said, you have six season. guys who are all fine defensively, like we talked about, which is why the Leafs' expected goals against numbers are good. Um, yeah. But then on the other hand, they're not going to score any goals. No, none. You can't have two lines not scoring any goals. Yeah. Like right. this, the Engvall Kerfoot thing is becoming a legitimate issue. Issue. It's a massive issue. Kerfoot's just been out. Like usually, Alex with Alex Kerfoot, I go, like we've we've been saying this for so long now. Ah, generates so many chances, like so many, so many chances, and he's buzzing out there, but just can't find the back of the net. And he hasn't really generated any chances the past few games. No, and again, like I just said, is their playing time is going significantly down. If they didn't rely on those, so. if they didn't rely on Kerfoot and a little bit of Engvall too for the penalty kill, I think those guys would be out of the lineup. Yeah, they've been horrible. I mean, been, at this point, you're doing laps out there. At this point, like, if you're so loosely able to just scratch your young prospect for four games, like, who cares about one shift yeah. or two shifts on the penalty kill? Like, I think the man, Nylander played penalty kill last year. Sorry, uh, just scratch Engvall. Like, he hasn't been good. I think the difference has been Engvall and Kerfoot are better, significantly better defensively mm-hmm. than Robertson, especially from what I saw the past two games. Robertson still has to figure it out defensively. He hasn't really broken up many plays. He hasn't really like been able to he, he, there was one play in New Jersey we won the puck battle was able to move it out of the out of the end, but he just hasn't been strong enough in his own end in terms of That's like, never going to be a skill for him. Yeah, like position-wise, like work ethic-wise, it's looked good, but when you're not getting stick on puck, when you're not able to break up the cycle, when you're not able to, you know, fully like Physically take advantage of guy. That sounded horrible. <laughs> physically bully. Assert your dominance. Assert your do- even, that, better. Yeah, even, even better. Even better. Wow. On the Anyways, ice. On the ice. In his own end, it has not been good enough. Yeah. He has, however, generated some chances. Like against New Jersey, he had a sweet pass. Unfortunately, it went to the stick of number forty-seven, and so you can take a guess what happened from then on. It went nowhere. Mm. So, yeah. And that actually happened twice in Vancouver as well. Another great feed to Pierre Engvall right up the middle. 
and it went nowhere. So yeah, kind of oh, funny. Oh well. Oh well. If those two go in, I, I guarantee he earns another yeah, day in the lineup. But, but you got to give the top four players on the Leafs right now are just playing really, why? really well. And it's like we, sh- it sucks because no one puts as much emphasis anymore on the regular season, obviously. Yeah. But these are like as good fun. of a four forwards you'll ever have on a team. It, it simply reference. is. In, in the yeah. last calendar year, Mitch Marner has two less points than Connor McDavid. Wow. Yeah, that's a well, lot of at, points. At five on five? I think at five on five. I five on five, oh, yeah. Okay. I think. Okay. Well, I mean, last year Michael Bunting had as many five on five points as Connor McDavid. So. Yeah, because Michael Bunting should have <laughs> won the Selkie, or sorry, the Calder. Calder. There you go. And the Selkie. Who cares? Throw them all in the ring. But, but yeah, the the lineup switch has been good for the team. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mitch Marner, seventeen games in a row with a point. Yeah. Going for eighteen, I guess tonight when you're listening to this. To tie the record tie from the Eddie Olchek and Daryl Sittler. Sittler. Pretty yeah. cool. Pretty That'll cool. Do we do we like the like let's say okay a big hypothetical let's say we get a third line center like a proper third line center right do we do we like the way that our top six is currently structured in terms of what like for the playoffs like if we go into the playoffs with those two lines are you happy um assuming you get like a good top like like forget about the bottom six right yeah forget about it like in terms of Matthews Nylander Tavares Martin like Tavares Marner is doing very well like yeah. You can't complain pretty much to Marner with anyone. I mean, that guy, just look at <laughs> look at the contracts of Bozak and JVR after after they played with Marner. Like, that's all I have to say. But with Matthews and Nylander, like, Matthews isn't getting set up as much as Nylander. Like, last year, the top line, Matthews, Bunting, Marner, a lot of their chances and a lot of their offense was generated off of being able to generate turnovers in the offensive zone. Everyone's been saying it now. And even in, I put together a video of all their goals together, like where they each had a point on the goal. It was all turnover the puck. Uh, sorry, one guy battles for the puck. One guy swoops in, takes the puck, feeds it to the other guy who's in a good scoring area, and bang, it's in the back of the net. Right now, Nylander doesn't do that as well as Mitch Marner does. Like, Nylander's good off the rush, very good shot, very good finisher, but he isn't battling and winning those puck battles like Mitch Marner does, or like winning the puck off the other team's stick like Mitch Marner does. However, there was flashes last night where they kind of started to do that, and it was encouraging. So I'm going to keep an eye on it the next couple games, and if they can continue to improve and gener- and build more chemistry with one another, then yes. Like I- I'd say it's a come back to me next episode, and I'll- we'll see how I feel. If I feel a little bit better, then come back to me the episode after. If it- If... If all of that goes away, then hey, we're gonna have to make some changes. I think it was said on the podcast. If you want Matthews to score fifty goals and be a, a rocket candidate, no, you don't want these lines to stay. Yeah, no. but you, you don't. Win. We, you we said that. Games. We said that three weeks ago. Yeah, I know. We Matthews already that. won the rocket. I know. But if you want to stop asking questions on who's who should play with Tavares and Nylander, like we did all season last year. You just put them with Marner, and then it doesn't matter. You can put Yarncock, you can put Robertson, you can put Jason, you can put Joey. It doesn't matter. I'm serious. It doesn't matter. Like, can I pull up these stats? No. From Cam Charon? Yeah. Again, four weeks ago on this podcast, we said, the reason Matthews is playing with Marner is because Matthews' peak is assisted by the ability of everything else that Mitch Marner does on the ice. Okay? So, Mitch Marner, first on the Leafs in setting up scoring chances per 60. By a lot. Almost double the second best player. 
He's also second on the Leafs in creating turnovers behind John Tavares, which again, now think about why that line's doing so well. Okay. Austin Matthews this year with Mitch Marner was generating 9.1 scoring chances per 60 minutes. Not with Mitch Marner. He's generating 3.3 scoring chances per 60 minutes. Mitch Marner is also the number one player on the Leafs in, I, I don't know how Cam Charon does that. I think it's entries. He's the best transition player on the Leafs. He's the best setup player on the Leafs. And he's the second best at creating turnovers on the Leafs. But do you know what he's not even top 10 in for forwards? Shots. It's not that complicated of an equation. You have one guy that's doing everything possible to assist the other guys on the team. No wonder Austin Matthews is going to score more goals with him than with anyone else. doesn't matter. Nylander, Holmberg, it doesn't matter. Like It's a clear, you just look at the stats. And these are micro stats, track. This isn't like an analytic. This is like the same as a pass or a shot. Just counting them up. Just counting them up. That's it. No bias. There's no equation. It's just counting them up. So, and it's matching the eye test. There's your answer right there. It's simple, honestly. It's very simple. Yeah. And the reason that is because William Nylander is a fantastic player. He's much more of an individual player, though, who can generate goals by himself. He doesn't yeah. need anyone else. He can be on the line with nobody and score goals, right? So, mm. no, you don't how think do you, so? How did he look with David Camp last year? I don't know. That was just weird, but. Yeah. That's the equation. At his best, sure. Yes. Like, again, so Matthews, there's nothing wrong with Matthews. Really, there's not. He's actually played, like, his last two goals are really nice. Beating the goalie, cleaning with a shot. Oh. He just needs to get more chances in those areas. What was it? I think it was uh, Cuthbert said yesterday that was, like, his first, that was his first five-on-five goal where he scored on his forehand. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I wasn't on the podcast last week, but I was going to say he hasn't beaten a goalie at five-on-five. No. no. Now he has. Now he Oh yes. Did was the Pittsburgh goal? No, that wasn't. Was that four on four or power play? I can't remember. It was the one where Michael Bunting forced it in. That like, was a great play by Bunting. Just good effort play. Got it. I think that was five on five. Oh, okay. I think so that would have been maybe the first. And also, this discussion is only five on five. I think Nylander, Tavares, Matthews, power play have been oh. scoring a ton of goals. Like, yeah, that's not looking it. good. Looking There's really good. Power play looks good. But again, if you want Matthews at peak Matthews, then you would probably want the line switch back. If you want. Maybe what's best for the team, which I'm not sure yet. Maybe you keep it. I don't know. I really don't know the answer. Yeah. What's your thought, Jason? I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I honestly can't. That's why I asked you. It is an interesting I, point, though, because what do you want? Like Matthews as best player in the league? Or do you want Matthews as like 10 to 15 range, call it, with John Tavares elevated? Yeah. Well, let's look back at other teams, though, who've kind of like been – I don't want to say similar situations, but I'm just thinking about Boston right now, and they obviously had a reason to breaking up that line of mm. Pasternak, Marshawn, What's and Pasternak's numbers. At? Um, they're really good. They're still really good. And Patrice Bergeron. Oh, um, but he's playing. Well, he's playing. Obviously, with Fred yeah. Obviously, that's different though, because like you have three, uh, like legit, amazing all star, like better than all star. I don't know what, yeah. a, what better word to say is because all star kind of means nothing in the NHL, but um. High quality elite, I guess elite word players. Don't but, take that. Don't take that title away from Leo Comerau. <laughs> um, but yeah, those guys are. I guess it's kind of different because Michael Bunting. It's like you're, if you're swapping Nylander and Marner, like Bunting's still staying there. He's not really that elite, right? It's like, but he's not elite. What? Bunting's not elite. <laughs> the way you talk about him, it he seems a, like he is. No, but like let's <laughs> I'm, I'm let's let's like be honest about this, right? Like. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player, but he's a good player. Like 
that seemed to work out better for them overall as a team. I'm trying yeah. to think of another scenario. Um, to Tamp- Tampa's just always kind of juggled their lines and juggled the players who they had. So I feel like that's Who's not Stamco's like Stamco's been playing with this year? I don't even know. But they have, again, they can juggle through three lines. They have more good players. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. You're really only juggling four players. <laughs> no offense to the rest of the team. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, there's there's no one else to juggle, I would say. But that's why you need to vote so we can reduce our taxes and get more get what? more get more players. What? Here. What? You right, settle down. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that one. Stamkos is playing with Nick Paul and Alex Kalorn right now. So that's different from last year, was Hagel, it? Hagel, Point, Kucherov, Stamkos, Paul Kalorn, Colton, Nemestikov, Perry. That's very different. Belmar, Maroon. Well. Bellamar Tony, Tony from the bridge is still injured, right? Yeah. That's the big. And Stamkos is still scoring. Yeah, he's he's kind of had games. a re- renaissance to his career, which is nice to see. Yeah, obviously. No Scored injuries. overtime winner last night. Is that a thing? Like it. when you hit like 30, 31, you dip and then you like kind of plateau out well, where no, it's it, like. Well, it could. He was just he injuries. was injury prone. It, it massively yes. depends on injuries. I mean, especially like if it limits you. If, if like think about it, like as you get older, if you don't have a full summer to recover, then you're not going to come into the season with full head of steam and then whatever. But yeah, I think, uh, I think in terms of the forwards, we've covered it nicely. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> we didn't even give an answer though. That's the funny part. There are no so answers what? right now. Cause maybe there's no wrong answer what's, for the top four. That's oh. the thing, right? Not to oh, dial well, it all back. Yeah. So in terms of the, the right answer for the top four, I don't think it's as easy as this is better. This and this is better than this and this because we've seen Matthews Marner together for a full two seasons, we've only seen Matthews Nylander, like older Nylander, we'll call it, more mature Nylander, we'll call him, because old, he's 27, six but years more, old. But more likely to shoot Nylander. Exactly. We've only seen that together for, what, a total of 10 games? Yeah. And that's combined between two seasons. It's yeah. only been like five games together right now. So I think still give it some time to, to gel and play itself out, and then... I don't know, in a few weeks or whatever, by the new year, if, if it's not like clicking and you're not scoring, your goal rate isn't up or it's not at what it was last year, then that's when you want to start to ask some questions. Yeah. But maybe again, the question isn't, the, maybe it doesn't even matter how they split the top four. It's about what's going on beneath them in the line. So, yeah. Maybe it's that. And maybe it's, yeah, the beneath them just go out there and don't get scored on. Maybe. Yeah. But again, I, I still like the idea of, Getting a strong three C to play oh, with yeah. Nylander, and then you're rolling. So you're on trade deadline. You have one trade to make. It's forward. Not he defense. doesn't even have to play with Nylander. I lied. Actually, you get a strong second line center in the NHL that Something. can play your third line center. That's yeah. going to change the dynamic of the team. It really yeah. is. I think yeah. I actually not, don't even think it needs to be a center. I think it could be a winger too, but preferably a center. Yeah, going out and not getting a thirty five year old grinder is uh is what the Leafs need to do in my opinion there quick but, question before we close out the forwards um yeah. am I maybe I'm like being crazy about this but has Nylander played like a little bit more physical than he normally has no I I, I didn't see uh, it you no. you thought it I didn't see it but you could be right what's I could his, be wrong I don't hit, know hit he has eight at. on the season <laughs> that's that's got to be a career high no no what do you have last year 12 or 25 last year he had 19, 19. so he's ahead of pace Hey, look at that. Um, William Nylander uses his body in 
all the time along the but board battles, that, like, but not to try to hit a guy. Right? Exactly. He uses his body to protect the puck, which is always good to see, but yeah, I wouldn't say, f- I don't know. He he's had some good hustle. Pl- I don't know. What, what did you say? The numbers for them were at even strength. Not good. Right. Maybe let's see those improve. That's what I want to see. Yeah. That'll so like, big. let's, let's try and improve from 44% Corsi four to like 48. What are the zone starts? Like, let's see. Zone starts are probably favorable, but also to, to be fair, the high danger chances they're winning. Well, it says two to one. I did your chances, oh, chances. That's cool. So I'm blind. <laughs> yeah, five, yeah. Small, small, tiny sample, yeah, yeah. only 100 minutes. So it's very, we're working with very small samples yeah, yeah. here. Yeah. But I want to, I'm, I'm serious. I want to see that line be more dominant. Like yeah. the Marner Tavares line has been dominant, like mm-hmm. legitimately dominant. More cycle time. Well, again, like more possession think, time, think more cycle is? time. Mitch Marner. It's no, crazy. No, but even Tavares, like you, and you Tavares. said it. Tavares is a hound on the puck this season. A hound. So, I'll, I'll show you guys the clip. I didn't put it on Twitter, but there was a play yesterday where Mitch Marner had literally a break. He had a step on the defenseman, and he slowed down for God knows what reason and then tried to make a play from there. The puck eventually ended up to Tavares in a high-danger area, and he stood there, and he just... I'm standing up to... He stood there, and he put his ass out and just waited, and he was able to shield off the defenseman from it. Like... I don't. I don't think it goes. It, it gets stated enough how strong this guy is. Well, do you remember last year we got the stats from? I think it was Mike Kelly that they showed on Sportsnet where like Tavares was yeah. one of the best players at. According to, it was Sport Logic. Yeah, at Retrie- contested retrievals, and yeah. these like the fans were like league. shocked. But that was because, in my opinion, last year when he was getting the first of all, he was in a lot more contested retrieval situations because they were losing the puck a lot more. He was yeah. losing the puck. Now it's more like he's getting pucks that he shouldn't even be winning. Yeah. Right. Like, it's not like, oh, I lost the puck. It's 50 50. Can I get it back? Or, you know, it's a foot race and I have a step, so I'm going to get the puck. It's like he's at a disadvantage. He's winning the puck. He's collecting the puck. They're maintaining possession, which is really good. Yeah, there's been more than, a, yeah, more than a few occasions where they're, uh, the, the other team's defense is losing the puck to him, to, to John Tavares. But, and that's what's been crazy about that line. Tavares Martyr. Doesn't matter how many times they give up the puck because they're just winning it right back, and then you know who's happy on that line, Kalyankov, who was basically doing nothing for most of the year, and Not suddenly much. looks like a little bit more of a player. Yeah. The yeah. thing about him is, he he can score, he can finish. A D like not great, but he could finish. He's got a shot, and people are noticing one timer. And I see him forechecking a lot harder on that line than the third line, which is kind of interesting to see. Yeah. A little bit of juju there. He's not physical, but he's very active with his stick. Yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe what What are his odds to, to score next game? Anytime goal? Cali? Yeah. I don't think they'd be posted that's, now. That's I, can, I, can, I can quickly take a look at it if you just. Are oh, there any sh- other Leaf storylines we haven't touched on? I don't think so. Props aren't up yet. We'll have to revisit that in the morning. Samsonov coming back. Robertson's drawn in, in for uh, Dennis Malgan on the fourth line. It'll be Robertson's first look on the fourth line this year. So we'll see how he uh, he does there in the Dennis Malgan spot, I suppose. Um, I don't think that's that's been really it. It's just been it's been very positive. Yeah, been I agree. A very good time to be a Leafs fan. I mean, even us last episode, we five points. Baseline, five points. And they gave us eight. Are you kidding me? We'll Against good it. teams, too. Very good. But now they're going to lose to San Jose at home. Huh, yeah. <laughs> San Jose coming off of a back-to-back, yeah. too. <laughs> but, yeah, I think everything's been swimmingly. You have that number yet? 
Uh, the, the, those lines are not posted. Not posted okay. yet. That'd They'll be, be posted I'd in be, the morning. I'd be interested to see because, yeah. If you're listening to this feeling. in the morning, go check. Go take a look. Yeah, got a good feeling about Cali Yarncroft. But yeah. any other points you guys had? Not about the least. Anything around the league catch your eye? Around the league, Ooh, Ilya Sorokin is now favored to win the Z- Vesna. Yeah, well, he's got a nine thirty two, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. So that's uh, that's not. And the Islanders are in a playoff spot. That's not bad. Matty Beniers, his odds to win the Calder have actually gone up. Really? To plus three hundred on DraftKings. What about Logan Thompson? Uh. He's like at like plus four hundred now too, yeah, so yeah. his odds are going up as well. But Beniers is still be pacing. A battle. Well, he scored recently. Beniers, Beniers has nine points in his last five yeah, games, so that'll do it to you. And the Seattle Kraken, who would have thunk it? Jason. Jason. <laughs> and it's funny because they're not getting like tremendous goaltending. They're no. getting Martin Jones goaltending. But Martin Jones' nine hundred three is better <laughs> yeah. than. It's better than Phil Grubauer's eight eighty eight last year. So. What a difference that makes. Yeah, they were also getting, I don't know, was it PDO bomb maybe last year? I, I can't remember. Because of their goaltending. Yeah. The goaltending couldn't stop a puck. I think it was also Chris like Dreger, and they had $10 million worth of goalies, and neither of them stopped the puck all year. It's funny, the best goalie that they drafted in the expansion draft, they ended up trading away. No, they didn't. Vitek Vanacek? That was a crazy thing because they literally drafted him and then traded him two days later back to the original. They said, "No, you, you, we're taking your players unless you give us a first round pick. We're gonna take your players. They take the player. Okay, here's we'll take a second round pick for him now." Yeah. (laughs) What was there was something about that second? I swear it was just flip flopped. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. You Uh, pulled up Owen Power. Yeah. I saw a stat is something like the the Sabers with Power and Darlene on the ice versus them off the ice is insane. Yeah, I didn't. I can't. I don't know what the exact stat is. If I can pull it up, find it. Yeah, because the Sabers have been up and down. I mean, they. Tage Thompson looks really good for Tage them. Tage Thompson looks. People are comparing him to Mario. I know that's a little. Jesus, like, come so on. Because of the height, obviously. But okay, is Michael Rasmussen Mario? <laughs> Buffalo with one of Power or Darlene on the ice at five on five. Forty-one goals for twenty-eight against. Without one of them on the ice, nine goals for 20 against. Wow. Nice. Nice. Yeah. They got a yeah, they got a depth issue with their D. I mean, Matias Samuelson we thought would be a little bit better, but he hasn't done. And then today there was a big and goalie injuries for big contract signed for Rupe Hints for the Dallas the Stars, making I believe eight point four five for eight yeah. years. Eight. Is that big. a comparable contract for a certain European winger on the Toronto Maple Leafs that is about to be a free agent in a year and a half. William Nylander? Uh, yeah. I thought Kevin well, Fiala might be. So because like, I think... I actually in that th- eight range? I actually think Rupert is better than... Nylander? I think... I, there's an argument to be made there he for is. sure. He's I a centerman, so. which makes a big deal. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that right? too. So I think Nylander come in around seven, nine, eight. Around but I don't think people in Toronto think that. I think they think he's right now like a ten million dollar guy, which is not good for us. But again, no. if you can He'll slip him in, there's right. some room. If he can come in in that seven and a half to eight range, I think he will. Then I think he's, he'll be back. That'll be nice, especially if the cap goes up by four. Just something to look you at. Just have to. You have to budget Matthews going up to what thirteen. Maybe well, I higher. mean, as of right now, if you signed him today, well, <laughs> yeah, and then Nylander, and then well, Marner too, but it, Marner's that extra year, so yeah, you have an extra year to wait for that. You can see the cap go up twice before you sign him, right? Hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed there. But yeah, and then by that time, we'll find another bargain bin goaltender. 
take off someone's hands to that will be a vest. It'll be Grubauer at that point. He'll get bought out by Seattle (laughs) (laughs) or we'll trade for him with (laughs) trade for him and get Matty Beneers as well. Imagine, imagine. Um, I don't really have anything else. Marley's wise. It's all just going steady. Kyle Clifford scored a highlight real goal, which is kind of funny to watch. Good to see. Good to see. Hopefully he develops out to be a good player. We'll see. We got sharks, sharks, lightning, and stars. Yeah. Lightning's bull. If we can get four, you're happy, no? If you get four, yeah. eight, four of six. Next week, stars is Tuesday at eight thirty p.m. I think we're gonna record Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, because that is just too late. And, uh, yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> but we'll try it. We can do it early Wednesday if you want. Maybe yeah. try and get it out before the night. Like when I say early, yeah. I mean like five. We can figure that out. We'll figure Anyways, it out. we'll figure it out. Anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Go Leafs, go.